Listener Production. G'day, it's Rusty here, getting ready for the second lap of my podcast with stuntman and racer Matt Mingay. If you haven't already, make sure you check out part one, which covers his early years, the learnings, the bikes, and some broken bones. But it was nothing until a life-changing incident at Belle Isle in Detroit in 2016. Is it hard to talk about still? No, not at all. No, I don't find a problem talking about it. I suppose the, the hardest time I have trouble is dealing with it ever. I don't have a problem dealing with one little bit, except when one of my little boys involved. Yeah. And when he, he's subject to my little boy dealing with it and um, dealing with how sad he was and how upset he was about it, and that hits home to me. It hurts that me. becomes real then. Yeah, it hits home. So... You talked about the the extent of the damage before, particularly to your jaw and things like that. I've I've known you for a while, mate. You you know you yeah. this this character that's full of life. You you know wild side to you, gregarious kind of thing. Now all of a sudden, that's been that's been life changing, mate. How hard was that to deal with at the time? That it would be perhaps more difficult to talk, or that you know maybe it might change the shape of your face. How difficult was that to, to come to terms with? Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, it's definitely changed the change the shape of my face. I've got a massive big draw on me now. Um, I've got a thing called dysarthia. Mm-hmm. So not only have I all the my teeth that go missing in my mouth, that's why I have a speech impediment. But I think called dysarthia, which is because of my, my brain injury, is affected my my right right hand side of my body. So my right Inside of my tongue is a bit numb, so mm-hmm. I talk weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, was, it was certainly was a setback. Um, my hardest thing was for for me to do was the, the people around me, my, my wife especially. She dealt, she went through hell and back, mm. um, virtually looking after me the whole time, um, and my little boy, and and um, <laughs> we we were trying for a baby at the time, mm-hmm. and we wasn't until I was I virtually came to in America. I was, my wife announced to me she was pregnant. Oh. And um, because of all the stress, we lost that baby. Mm. So it was, as you can imagine, that was pretty hard as well. Very, very. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so since then we've had a beautiful little girl. girl yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Zali, middle name Danger. Right? <laughs> <laughs> fitting, how fitting. <laughs> Hello, she's... Uh, she, is, she, is she daddy's girl not to go anywhere near motorbikes or what's oh, that Oh, like? no, no. She gets she, for her first birthday, she'll pee with 50. <laughs> And she's um she's the most daring, courageous little no fear little girl I've ever met. It's kind of scary. Wonderful support from your wife, mate. That must have been enormously hard for her to see you. Yeah, like it was. It was uh, absolutely. Uh, I I um, I think about it every now and again. Uh, even when she talks about it, she tries not to talk about it too much to me because she knows it's upsetting to me to know what she's been through. Mm. But um, the support of her from her has been crazy, unbelievable. Your mum and dad were horrified at the thought of you doing stunts now you've had this big incident did you think at some point that's it i i I can't do this anymore or were you still as determined as ever to come back from this oh never never ever have a doubt in my mind that i was going to come back to it not doubt in the world i remember i was in hospital 13 weeks i was home for two weeks and I was getting my Harley stunt bike ready to, and putting it back in my car. And my wife goes, what are you doing? So I'm going for a ride. She says, you can't. I'm like, it says who? She says, you can't, you can't physically do it. I said, well, watch me do it and then you just tell me I can't do it. 
and uh, she had to come watch me uh, practice two weeks after and sure enough I did crash <laughs> 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 so it wasn't wasn't a good book by, by no means but yeah it's um, I, 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 I said to a lot of people when they said what are you going to do now I'm like what do you mean what am I going to do now what, am I going to work at Macca's or work at Bunnings or something are you joking me I'm going to keep doing what I do I'm going to do it even better than I, better than I ever have and faster and crazier than I ever have well, that's what I do that's what I do for a living and I love it I love my fans I love the passion of my fans I'll never let them down for long as I live so it's been good tonic then has it for yeah well it has it has my fan base has grown a hell of a lot and um, you know I, I never let anyone down ever um, I, I try not to. I, I train my butt off, try and keep fit, do what I do, and yeah, it's working well for me. How good was that sensation to either get back on the bike or to get behind the wheel again? How much? How, how good that feel? Yeah, it was. It was good. It was very. Um, it was very hard. It wasn't just up on the back of the bike, back in the swing of things again. Mm-hmm. I virtually had to learn a lot, a lot of things over over, over again. And my, at the time, my disability, which was my right, right hand size down. Yes. That's why I've got a permanent limp now. And um, um, so trying to do throttle control and stuff like that is pretty hard. Um, so was, that, was that practice again? You just had to yeah, go and practice, relearn? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I had to practice like every day for like two, three months. So I, I crashed in June, and my first show back was um, Adelaide, uh, Adelaide 500 in, uh, in March. That's nuts. Less than a year. Yeah, oh yeah, I was only six months. Yeah, six months, and uh, for about um, four of those months, I was trained, 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 trained. I, there's no way I was going to come here and watch a show, and there's no way I was going to let my fans down, and there's no way I was going to crash either. <laughs> I thought, if I crash, I'm going to be the biggest dickhead in the world. <laughs> what, was, what was more um, satisfying? Was it... Because you'd grown up on two wheels, but there's still a lot of four wheel element. Now, obviously, the crash had been in, in a uh, in a truck in a, in a stadium super truck. So, was it just satisfying to get back on the on the bike again? What was the one that is sort of? It's funny you mention that because my age, I've been I've been steering towards the car over the bike, thing. Oh, I'm going to retire off the bike. Going to get off the bike. So, I got a, I got a saying, a theory in life: with age comes the cage. <laughs> Okay. What low shit that is. <laughs> what low crowd that is. I've had totally my my biggest life threatening crash within a car. Yeah. You know, go figure. Yeah. Yeah. So the reaction from the sport when you came back, the constituents that you know here in the paddock, got lots of friends here. What was that like? It was it was uh, it was hard. I was more so trying to convince them I was back because mm-hmm. a, a lot most people who saw me going, "Oh, when are you back?" I'm like, "I'm back." No, when are you riding again? I'm like, "I'm riding." Mm-hmm. Oh, so when are you doing stunts again? I'm I'm, I'm fucking doing my stunts now. <laughs> so people couldn't believe I was back. Um, I've seen all the reports and reading all the reports and how I was, uh, you know. Pretty a pretty bad way. They couldn't believe I was back on on target to do what I do. So when, when people have a brain injury, they they often talk about you know sometimes it might change your personality or mm. it might are there things like that that it's changed. I mean, you've talked about the physical stuff, but what about you know the either personality or emotional stuff? Not really. I, I take life a, a hell of a lot more granted. Do you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I love my family twice as much as I did before. And I, I, you know, I make sure my family comes first, simple as that. 
no ifs or buts. Um, yeah, more like, <coughs> more so we just take life for granted a bit, bit, bit better. Now, like Mad Mike, who we brought up before, whose son <coughs> looks like following in his footsteps, <laughs> your young bloke looks like doing <laughs> what Dad's into. Is that how's all that? Oh. Yeah, well, he's, he's living up to his name. His name's Mannix, middle name's the evil, like I mentioned before. He's, uh, he's been performing with me for two and a half years now, and he drives his, um, his sun bike, his drift car, and his, his little trophy car, which is a jump track. And we do quite <coughs> quite a few raw shows together. For example, next weekend is um, Newcastle Raw Show we're doing. Me and him in both our trucks. We've, we've got two big alloy, uh, big steel rams, and we have shootouts, and it's best of three races. Yeah. And that little bugger, that little bugger, <laughs> beats it, flogs his dad. <laughs> and the only way I could beat him is I cheat. <laughs> and the crowd can see that. And because he's, got, he's on a little, anyone knows it's a trove car, so a little miniature tro- um, trove truck, like a super truck miniature yeah. with a little 450 dirt bike engine. Yeah. And because it's so light and small, it goes like stink. Yeah. And because I've got a big truck and a little tiny air, it's only about 150 metres, so I'm lucky to get in the second gear. So he flogs me and boy, does he rub it in my face. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a true mingo. <laughs> Is there an element of, um, of you know, give and take? Okay, you've got to do your homework first before you go out and play. What's it, What's that like? No, because well, oh, I'm separated from his mum. When he comes to dad's, dad's house, it's playtime. It? <laughs> <laughs> As you and I sit here, it's a fantastic... Um, element to the you know a positive bookend to the story you've just recounted about the injury and about the crash you are back here in Adelaide racing a stadium truck for the first time how does that feel it's day one of having got behind the wheel of it again what are the emotions from all that yeah certainly a tough one I've been doing it for 23 years like I mentioned um and I don't get nervous anymore. I mean, what I do for a living, I actually love what I do. But I don't get nervous. I have a bit of fun out there, whether it be on my Harley Sunbike or my Camaro Drift Car or my truck doing shows. It's just great fun. I don't get nervous. But today racing, practising for the first time at SSC, I was nervous. I was nervous. My brother's here. He goes, I can tell you nervous. I am. He goes, I've never seen this side of you before. <laughs> I said, I know, right? <laughs> so I got my first session over in Dunworth and took a huge weight off my shoulders, a big sigh of relief. And my next session, I did a huge better, uh, a couple of seconds faster, and I was on my, my, my second session. So, like, it was, it was a big sigh of relief, just to get out of the way. And my heart, my heart is, my biggest problem so far is getting my cams losses back. Cairns has been, been absolutely thorough with what they do and props to them because yeah. they could have been a veggie and they could have given it back, could have put in there, been their fault. So what they've tested, they've put them through has been so in-depth, yeah. so rigorous, crazy. Yeah. Like I had to do a medical test, I had to do a CT brain scan, an MRI brain scan, and the hardest one I had to do, I had to do a, uh, a psychological brain test, which goes for six hours Hats off them for what they've done. That in itself must make it even more rewarding to get behind the wheel of that truck. It's blue and yellow colours, Hot Wheels backing. It's unmistakably you, mate. Tell people that are listening who have not seen these things before. I mean, these are trucks that are V8-powered, a ute, 
overgrown suspension. Uh, they can more or less tackle just about any kind of different terrain. And you're racing them around the street circuit here over man-made jumps. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it come to it come to fruition in 2014, I think. And um, yeah, like I said, unbelievable. They're a little tiny truck with a big value in it, lightweight, huge, huge jumps. And I think there's five jumps per lap. And uh, Robbie Gordon's is he's a, he's a brain power. He's a ma- magic things with things, and whatever damages you do to it, he fixes it. So you can virtually have a smash up derby out there and not give a rat's ass about your truck. It's like, and he'll fix it for you. So it's, it's really good. He's talking there about Robbie Gordon, who's raced successfully in uh, IndyCar, NASCAR, things like Baja and Dakar. He's a He's a real machine when it comes to running the sport yep. or that, that particular championship. He's pretty handy in them as well. So the V8 powered, we've, we've covered that part of it. They use The commentators use a line which I quite like, which is three-wheelings a good feeling. <laughs> because because you, you to attack it, you actually have to kick the front wheels up, either left or right, depending upon how you, you're going on a, on a particular corner or, 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 uh, or even heading into a jump, don't you? Yeah, so what it is, it only ever three wheels are in the left-hand corners because the engine torque. Okay. When right-hand corners, it won't go on three wheels, it'll mm-hmm. just slide. Mm-hmm. So when you go in the left-hand corner, you warrant on three wheels because you get traction. Yeah. If it's not on three wheels, you're sliding in the back end. So you want the left front wheel as high as you can get it. There's the most amount of traction you can get. So it looks un- quite often because left hand drive, you're on a left hand corner, you can't see a bloody thing. You cannot see because all you can see is bonnet. So you're just hoping like hell the guy in front keeps going. <laughs> you may not remember this. Troy Bayless used to run uh, an event at Taree in sort of mid-north coast of New South Wales. It was for dirt bike racing. And um, and one particular year you, you took... A truck there, and yeah, you were doing you were doing well. some demo stuff, and you threw me a helmet. You said, "Come, oh, come, I? come for a lap, come <laughs> for a ride." It's the only time I've ever been in a car that's launched or jumped something. I, I still cannot get over to this day the sensation. What I want you to try and tell the the people listening to the podcast is what happens here, because there's an element of of lining it up for the jump gassing it at a certain point. You even, correct me if I'm wrong, you even given a bit of a rev mid-air, don't you, like a motocross bike and things like that, do you? No, it's not really, no. You just make sure, you have to make sure your power's on up the ramp. It doesn't matter if you're on too fast for the ramp or not, you have to power up because the back wheel gives it um, power to lift the front end up. If it doesn't do that, it'll nosedive big time. Yep. And the faster you go, the more it'll nosedive. So, um, yeah, I mean... The, well, I think we were clocked at 150 k's now, clocking the, hitting the ramps, so it's pretty fast, pretty fast, so pretty in-depth. If it lands wrong, you know about it. Do Robbie and his team go through a thing where they go, OK, we need the ramp set at this height, they've got to be placed in this spot, and, and there's a there's an element of... Um, I mean, they've been here to Adelaide before, so I'm sure a lot of it comes with with um, that, that prior experience, but it's also their experience with the category and the, and the cars and what they need to do, isn't it? Not really, no. No, not at all. The, the, the ramps are all set height, kind yeah. of the same height everywhere you go. Um, and mo- now everyone on the drivers are experienced drivers, so it virtually says the ramps are here, 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 and here. Go for it, see you later. Amazing. Yeah, so on your way. So, like I said, say it's two practitioners. Um, if you haven't got your eye in now, might not turn up. Simple as that, yeah, forget it. Just describe the, you've talked about kicking the, the left front before and, and things like that and how to attack the jump. What are, you, what are you using when you're in the cockpit in terms of, of uh, obviously steering, but, but are there other, other 
aspects to the drive? Absolutely. Well, it's a, it's a three-speed auto, so yeah. you're virtually using second and third the whole time. Yeah. And you've got a hydraulic handbrake. Yeah. So when you go around a corner, if you get a slight bit of understeer, you instantly on the hydraulic handbrake, and it digs a back end in, which puts weight on the front front wheels. Yeah. So you've actually, around every corner, you're covering the, the handbrake. So the second you get understeer, you, you pull on, to lose your understeer. Okay. Quite often, you hope you don't get understeer because it heats faster, yeah. uh, obviously. So we always cover the handbrake, so hope for the best. What's the perfect balance? Because circuit racing guys want to try and be be smooth and precise, but these things have have a lot of attitude, and and the way Robbie attacks it sometimes, it's a joy to watch, mate. Because it's it's one eighty of what you expect in in circuit racing terms in many oh, ways, isn't it? Absolutely. What I love is that I've never raced a car in my life, and um, I got a wild card ride in these in two thousand fourteen. Um, and uh, my very first race, I got third place. So I beat various supercar drivers and ex, ex Formula One drivers and all these American guys that have been experts for years. I was pretty over the moon. So, you know, I've had I've had two wins, one in Gold Coast, one in Sydney, and about four podiums in my career. So yeah, I'm pretty pretty impressed with that. I mean, playing with trucks. Um, doing royal shows does help. Yep. Yeah, like I said, doing dance with you yep. does help. Um, so the jumping aspect, I'm not scared one little bit of the jumping aspect. It's more so the the, the road racing techniques is a hard part for me. Is that right? Yeah. Do you in in launching off the jumps? Do you have to remain? Does your body have to remain? Supple, or, or do you kind of tense up? How do you, how do you go when you attack the jump? Just make sure your head's on the back of the headrest. Because okay. if, you, if you're leaning forward, you're going to be anxious about what's going on. Your head, your chin will whack down. So virtually every time we do a jump, you put your head straight back and the back of the headrest. Stadium Super Trucks are powered by a 600 horsepower Chevrolet V8 engine. The 1,300 kilograms trucks have a three-speed transmission and can hit a top speed of 230 kilometers per hour. And on the street courses, aluminium jumps are placed on the track. So pretty much it's like watching real-life remote control cars. Let's talk about, to finish off here, some stuff that's close to your heart in terms of bikes and cars. Firstly, you mentioned the Harley before. Tell listeners about the Harley that you're currently using in, in um, you know, some of the stunt displays and things like that. And is there another one at home that's a bit of a, bit of a, you know, a quiet, you know, soft spot that you got that you go for a ride in the in the hinterland with? No, to answer the second one first, and there isn't. I don't have a, I don't have any bike. Um, mainly because uh, I've lost my license fourteen times. <laughs> so I try not to ride on the road as much as I can. I can't help but be an idiot. <laughs> when you went back to court on that that sort of basis, did they sort of go not you again, or what? What happened? Yeah, went through a bad spell. I've, I've lost my license for many years. Oh, so sorry. Last one I was for three years because I took my license off me because of my accident. Believe it or not, because of my brain injury, yeah, it took my license off me. So I proved that I could drive. It's stupid, but anyway. Um, but yeah, I lost my license many times, being, just being a fool on a motorbike in a car and being a clown, and, and so hence me not riding on the road very often anymore at all. Okay. The Harley is what, and what have you done to it in terms of mods? So Harley's a. Um, uh, 
uh, highly sports at 1200 mm-hmm. fairly modified yeah. I've got um, lace up with different wheels different gearing different engine gearing um, twin twin brake twin disc front ends so I can use front brakes each better than standard um, and to be honest it's the most reliable stunt bike I've ever had it's cost an absolute flogging day noon and night and um, it's had one rebuild in 10 years so which you, my old stunt bikes take two I'll rebuild every two years so it's pretty it's pretty reliable you rattled off some stuff about the Camaro it's sitting out front we're inside your transporter at the moment it's parked out front it's a bit of a specky thing for fans to come and check when it's on display tyres when you come to a show like this how long do the rears last yeah I'm, I'm lucky these days I explained the, the horsepower the Camaro's put now is crazy horsepower I'm drifting in top gear six gear drifting so I'm lucky to get one lap for a brand new set of tyres <laughs> If I get if I get more than a, if I, they say to me I've got two laps I can make it last two laps so I can drive like a bit like a bit of a Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> if I've only got one lap I make sure they come in bro, bog sock ball bald. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So last year went through two hundred forty five tires. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my my car is two fifty so I didn't match it unfortunately. <laughs> the um this place i can always remember barry sheen doing burnouts here the, the, the fans <laughs> love that stuff and they love that with you too yeah. mate two or four wheel don't they oh barry sheen he was great he, I mean, he hopped down on a sun bike oh, bar, it was back in 2003 or 2004 I, I reckon that was played a number of times i reckon <laughs> yeah. he did it may, it may have even been on the front straight here at adelaide yeah it could have been either yeah. yeah. here or baths i can't remember, I remember. Yeah, yeah. and he had no helmet on just the mic on around, around his head he jumped on the bike did a big burnout in pit lane yeah. not not out on the track on pit lane on shed one oh, I was like oh, it was all telecast like you said yeah. did we get in trouble for that my god we got so much trouble for that <laughs> oh what do you reckon <laughs> well, I could just imagine him too back in that what are you Matt give me the bike will you <laughs> yeah it was, it was exactly that give me the bike get off of, give me a go will you <laughs> What about stuff that is still on the to-do list for you? Is there? I mean, you rattle off Guinness records. We know some of the the stunts that you've done over time, and you know we've just talked about you being back in a truck racing, which is terrific. What's on the unfinished business list for you? I don't know, mate. To be honest, I love, I love SSEs. Love doing that. I've got a I've got a doco coming out. Do you? Yeah, I've got a massive doco coming out. We've been working on doco for the last nine nine months. Yeah. And um, don't don't give away too much because it'd be nice for viewers to no. see that. But but what's what's the sort of essence essence of it? No, well, this is, is mainly around my accident. My wife did the great, greatest thing of me while I was in hospital the whole time. She used a GoPro and filming. Yeah. yeah. And I've got some really, really gory, uh, unseen uh, in-car footage of my actual crash that no one's ever seen before. Okay. And the broadcast footage of the crash that they didn't broadcast was too gory. Yeah. So I've got broadcast footage as well. Wow. Um, so, yeah, and it's all about my life, what's gone on in my life, exactly what we've just gone through, and lots of footage, footage of my little boy and little girl and... Yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely a, a eye-opener for a lot of people when they want to know the ins and outs of my life, that's for sure. Eye-opening for you too? Yeah, it's certainly um, quite a few memories. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about trying to drag hustle up some old footage together mm-hmm. and seeing some old footage certainly brought the memory back together again. 
where can people see this when it comes out? And have you got a working title that you can talk about yet? Yeah, it's called Challenge Accepted. Challenge Accepted. Challenge Accepted. As due out, out in Easter at this age, I hope, I hope fingers crossed it still, still is, because it's still got a fair way to go. Okay. Um, we're hoping to get on Netflix, Stan, Stan uh, Amazon, and uh, and Virgin Airlines. Good stuff. So keep an eye out for that search at Challenge Accepted. In, uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, and we're talking we're talking as we record this Easter 2022. Yep. So, is there a bike for you that is is dream bike to own? It's like one of those things. Like, hey, one day, maybe when the kids are grown up or something or other, is there one that you would love to have in the in the garage could it be maybe something that takes you back to your youth one of those first bikes what would what would be the the Matt Mingo machine that you had to have to be honest not really eh? I really? don't really I've kind of gone off bikes quite a bit over the years yeah. um, with my age kind of progressed and and, and it's, it's unfortunately the, the, the Harley I still love riding the Harley for my fans but it's kind of a job now yeah so I do what I do to keep, keep them happy and I, I insane beyond belief everywhere I go yeah. But you know, I, I don't. When I get home, I don't play with bikes. I don't want to play with bikes. I don't have anything to do with them. I, I do. I, on average, I do do two hundred perform, performances per year, uh, between twenty five and thirty shows, events per year, every every year. So it's um, people people say to me, "Oh, doing a ride this weekend?" And I weekend off. I'm like, "Hell no! <laughs> I don't want to touch a bike on my weekend off. I don't want to go near it. I want to spend it with my family, my little boy, my little girl. Go do something that's not motorcycle, motor related. You know, because yeah, it is what it is, I suppose. Is that the is that the life realization made about that? You know, you you talked before about not taking stuff for granted, and so when you are back from a race meeting like this, you do want to. Be close to the fam and spend. I do. Time. I do. I love being close to the family, and um, by no means I do do boring stuff. I mean, I always go truck racing with my little boy and bike ride with my little boy and my little girl ride around a pedestrian on paddock bashing with her. We got two plasters. She's absolutely addicted to the little plaster. <laughs> oh. If she sees a plus, a little kid's plus, Lars out one seventies. She goes and shakes the door flat out, looks at you shaking the we're door. Going, we're going. Oh, you gotta go. If you don't go, you're the meanest out in the world. Is the Camaro the dream car from a stunt point of view, or is there something that you've even learnt from that where you think, oh, you know, man, the next project I want to build this or put this engine or you know is there is there nah. another one of those now nah, the Camaro is pretty awesome it's yeah. pretty doesn't matter who who sees it across the world are pretty blown away by it the, yeah. the Alpine Strands actually kind of blows everyone away if, if everyone gets a chance to have a look underneath it they're pretty blown away yeah. running like I said running a NASCAR engine as well um, there's not many things on the road on the drift track can keep up with it yeah. um, so it's pretty cool will you slow down is there any chance of you slowing down I hope not <laughs> <laughs> no I hope not I, I love what I do my wife loves what I do well to, to an extent <laughs> um, yeah we, we, we thoroughly enjoy keeping the fans happy our fan base is always growing and um, yeah I wouldn't go for the world fantastic final one for you if you could go on a road trip, let's say it's a car. You can you can have a sedan. You can have a you you can whatever you want to do for you know. embarrassing stories. Well, well, well hey, if you've got an embarrassing, tell, tell us. Tell me an embarrassing story. What have you got? This is good. This is good. You, you I, I text you. I text you. I said, have you, have you got anything? Right. This is good. Uh, you, you did, I repeat repeat that. You texted me. And I thought to myself, what is an embarrassing story? That I haven't told anyone. And I remember one. It was yeah. here. In Adelaide. It was yeah. in Adelaide, probably about oh, 2005, 2006. Yeah. And I was doing a, 
I was doing a big burnout on my motorbike and I fast as hell to about 140 k's down. I locked a lock and I high-sided it. A high-sided means when the bike goes completely sideways and I flipped it straight in the back and I slid for about 50 metres down. And when I, I stopped sliding, I dropped my feet and I checked all arms and legs and I was all in one piece. I was pretty wrapped. And the crowd going berserk, bananas for me, ran to my bike and I jeered up the crowd. And to make a bit of laughter, I dropped an elbow on like a wrestling move on my bike. Yep. Like a wrestling move. As I dropped on my bike, I felt this pop, I broke my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> so you survived? I survived. <laughs> I survived. I dropped my elbow. My elbow hit the edge of the metal tank and it popped my elbow. broke my elbow. So I picked the bike up and waved the crowd going, oh, God. <laughs> Went in and said, oh, I crashed, bro, 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 my elbow crashing. It was the show off of the photo. That, that it was a show off. It wasn't to do with the crash one little bit. If you could go for a road trip, any any car you like, let's say it's the Camaro and there's there's the four seats in the Camaro and you could fill it with any guest you like. Maybe guest. it's, yeah, someone that might maybe inspires you, that you look up to, but it could be someone from family. Who, who would the guests be? that you'd go on a road trip with and why? Oh, crikey, is a tough one. On the spot. Um, Have there been heroes for you? I mean, you talked about Evil Knievel, obviously. Yeah, Evil Knievel, obviously he's, he's, a, he's a given, but obviously he's dead now as well, so... Were you obsessed? Were you, you know, watching VHSs and everything? Yeah, yeah, I was. I've read his books, uh, two books and movies. Um, I got, like I said, I got his tattoos on me. I was, my name was a kid after him. Um, I, I got... My, my wedding was in Vegas. My, my best man told me I did, he pulled out a, a Evil Knievel race suit. I work around for the whole night <laughs> as Evil Knievel. There's um, one. There's one. Let's let's say he was alive. Yeah, okay, It'd be, be cool to have him with you. I, I love The Rock. The Rock's really? cool. Yeah, he's got a great attitude towards life and just he's, he's a very inspiring man. I suppose choosing a superstar. But for that, I don't really know. But on the spot there. They're a great combo, though. They're a great combo. Yeah. I mean, the, the Rock gets up at four in the morning and does oh, training. Train, and train, all. train, 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 train. I mean, I train my my my, my butt off all the time. And um, I, if I feel like being inspired, I look at his Instagram or, or Facebook because he's a pretty inspiring guy. Mate, your story is amazing. Thank you for spending so much time to to share it with us good luck with the movie can't wait to, yeah, to see the doco that, that's going to be super cool and you're an inspiration the fact that you've you. come back and kept doing it you know for many people that, that would have been uh, unfathomable mate and you're still as passionate about it as you know you were before before yeah, the accident you. well done much appreciated mate thank you very much Rusty's Garage is written and presented by me, Greg Rust. Series producer and editor is Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. Listener.